Jaspers took away. Yes, for this. Get your money's worth. Now, Pelicans win 132-112. We're going to recap tonight before we get into it. This podcast is sponsored by the Birdsaw Law Firm, the official injury lawyers of Boot Crew Media, located at 918 Porgy Street by the Superdome. Give them a call at 504-523-5413 if you or someone you know has been involved in an accident. Birdsaw Law Firm, the official injury lawyers of Boot Crew Media, also presented by Company Burger, located at 4600 for Red Street, and our good friends over there at Sidecar and Rusty Nail joined here with Lito Ross, Chaz, and Chris got a full uh, full crew tonight here. Chris, we're going to start with you first. CJ McCollum, is he an all-star? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Why? Well, right now, I think at this current pace, he's he's heating up at the right time. And, I mean, look, to be honest, with the way the West is right now, all CJ has to do is keep this team above water. Um. I think circumstances help. His the start of the year, he hasn't played like an all-star for the entire year. But I think the run, the run that he's on right now, you win more of these games against bad teams, mediocre teams, like we've been talking about. Maybe you win a couple that you're not supposed to. Those stats continue to continue to creep up. All of his numbers are looking like the guy that you originally acquired, you know, due to the stress that he's on. He keeps this up playing at this level or close to it. And this team is in that third or that fourth seed in the West. I don't see um, how he's not an all-star, especially, I mean, with all of his reach between the media, uh, you know, being the president of the, of the Players Association. I think he has a lot in his favor. And if the team continues doing what they're doing, I think you got to get him in there. Yeah, I mean, Lito, he's in his last 10 games, he's shooting 49% from deep. He's averaging 6.4 assists, 4 4.2 rebounds, 25 points a game. Um, we were earlier on, we were a little hard on, I wouldn't say hard on CJ. We we're just saying that he seemed out of rhythm. Uh, but ain't no we. <laughs> there's a, there, there are a couple. Yeah. Um, but but Lito, <laughs> he seems to be in a rhythm. And uh, I think Ross pointed out a couple of podcasts ago, his shot doesn't look like that line drive shot anymore. He's got some arc to it. He has some rhythm. Um, and he, he, the game's coming to him. Yeah, I mean, he get, he getting some lift on his jumper. Um, I tell you this: last podcast we talk about players who have a conscience, has a conscience, have, doesn't have a heart. Like Christian, Christian doesn't have a heart. He doesn't have a conscience. He doesn't understand what a bad shot is. He doesn't understand what good defense is. Like he is a, a killer. Like he he's gonna he's gonna single out whoever's in front of him. He's gonna understand the defense. He's gonna read the D. And he's gonna like, he's he's gonna he's gonna come for you, right? Like he's he's gonna he's gonna make very aggressive moves off the dribble. He's gonna take difficult shots, but like he's he's still like a guy. Once he gets in rhythm, man, it's it, it's like it's like artistry. He's the New Orleans dance instructor. Like he pushes you on skates. He 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 lulls the defense to sleep. It's like. He's got this old man in the park game, like the dude who don't necessarily have all the athleticism. His knee's not the greatest. Like he ain't got the hops he once had. But like at the end of the game, like you look up, he got 37. Yeah, he he he's been incredible. Um Chaz, we uh we'll go Chaz and Ross because uh, we put out a graphic today talking about MVP and MIPs and, and who's been the MVP of the season. A bunch of us said Zion Williamson, but you had an interesting answer, uh, Chaz. It's Najee Marshall. Uh, and once again tonight, Najee just filling up the box score, 7-19 from the field, 18 points. But his hustle just pops off the you know pops off the screen. 
Um, what are you laughing at? <laughs> Can I was hoping you were going to ask me about CJ. I'm giving you Najee. I'm right. giving you Najee because there's not much more you can say about CJ. No, but Najee, uh, Najee, I think Najee's been the most consistent guy on this team, man. You know what you're going to get from Najee every year. I think this, again, I think this team's, uh, this front office's talent evaluation lies in those older guys, second round, undrafted guys. If we can just skip to the second round every uh, draft, <laughs> I think we would be incredible. But, um, just yeah, I think Najee's incredible. Showed out front, he fronted his family tonight. You know, he was gonna come ready to play tonight. Uh, again, like, thing with this team is uh, it's, it's built on a lot of role players, like, right? A lot of our role players play huge roles because we're always injured, and most role players don't play well on the road. It doesn't matter where Najee's playing, Najee shows up ready to play, and that's what I respect and appreciate about Najee in particular. Can- can you admit that Willie Green called a really good timeout tonight, down seven nothing here in the first? Um, it, no, because he let a double digit lead go down to three in the third. <laughs> just never had any he's not, he's so he loses. He loses credit for his good timeout. That gets that gets deducted. He just there's a net. There's a it's not you know whatever you know. Don't force me to say it because y'all know what I'll say. But let's let's move on. Move let's let's, let's keep it moving. Uh, <laughs> We're also talking about schedule, right? Uh, yeah, you got to win these games. You got to beat. You got to beat the Washington Wizards. You get Boston on Wednesday, and then you got you know, the Detroit Pistons. Who knows what happens in Cleveland? Um, you, know, you got to take care of these teams tonight. Uh, Would you like from this game? I mean, you know, they started off slow, but I mean, it was a pretty dominant performance there the rest of the way. Yeah, I, I, I was I was really upset with the way we started again. Uh, played no defense in the first quarter. Um, obviously got off to a terrible start. You know, you just alluded to the timeout we had to call and then it got even a little worse after that. And, um, I, I was, I was nervous. I really was. I, I, I didn't have very high hopes coming into this game. It just felt like we were sort of scuffling a little bit. So I, I think the fact that we came back after that bad first quarter um, and played as well as we did sort of speaks to, you know, not to, not to pile onto the whole like be tough thing, but like speaks to some of the toughness uh, speaks to, again, the fact that a lot of those guys, I mean, we were a deep team early in the year. Now we're not deep at all, but a lot of those guys that, you know, we're getting a few minutes early in the year and now having to play meaningful minutes, you know, that stuff matters. And if, if, you know, if Willie's not the best X's and O's guy, um, I think he has clearly done a very good job of keeping guys engaged, being ready when your time is called. Um, so, you know, look, that showed out today. This, this, this is a big – this doesn't seem like it, right, because it's a middle-of-the-year game on a Monday in Washington. But, for like, this felt like a big win to me because I, it just felt like we had hit a skid and we were injured and things weren't going that great. I think to come back and play well tonight, like, it means more in the grand scheme of things than it, than it is just one win. Lito, um, we'll go Lito and uh, Chris. Uh, it's been 2023. And the Pelicans played five games, and in those five games, JV's had a double double. Mm-hmm. And he once again tonight finished yeah. with twenty seven and twelve. I'm giving you your flowers, please, right, yeah, please, yeah. please hold up. Yeah. <laughs> twenty seven and twelve. Um, but what I liked about it, Lito, is uh, I forget who got in foul trouble there early on in the game. Gafford, Gafford got in uh, foul trouble early on, two fouls, and you can, can you clearly saw that they were going to play through JV. Um, take me what you saw through him. Cause he's, he's just been, he's a guy you can just trust. I mean, you want to talk about a guy that shows up as Chad said, and Najee's like that dude shows up every single night. 
<clears throat> it must be rocket science, huh? Um, listen, man. You know, an attorney got on here one time. An attorney got on here, bro. Uh, good friend of mine um, works at a law firm I'm, I'm familiar with, and he said, <clears throat> "If you want this man to be a part of the offense, if you want him to produce, you gotta set the table for him." You have to set the table for him. That That is not a man who's going to dribble the ball down the court. He's not setting up his own offense. He's not taking step back shots. He's not, he doesn't, he doesn't do a lot of pretty things. He, he's a bully. He just wants to wear the shit out of you, right? I'm sorry for cussing. Excuse me. He wants to, he, he wants to, he just really just wants to beat you up, right? He's got, he's got touching around the rim, like, he he's a guy who once you get him involved, I was so happy to see not only post entry passes, but I'm so happy to see like when he called for the ball and he kicked it back out, he got it back and he could establish better position. I'm so happy to see us stick with that. Right. It was a couple of times in the pick and roll where, you know, I mean, he's got Daniel Gaffer on him for God's sakes. Like Jesus Christ, man, get that man the ball. No disrespect to Daniel Gaffer, but like this, this is not like this, this is, this is not something that's hard for JV to do. Like you literally just got to be involved to do it. The rebounds gonna be there regardless. But you see the point totals and what what did he shoot? He was like, he went he for fifteen. Um, yeah, a very efficient night. He he was efficient. I mean, also we got six and a half minutes through the podcast before cursing, so I think it might be a new record for us. So you know uh, not bad. Oh, Pretty, job, it was man. really good stuff, Chris. What are you seeing from JV? Um, he's he's. Yeah. They're making him a focal point in the offense, especially without Brandon and uh, and Zion in the lineup. Rocket science. Is Chris muted? We're off to a good start. <laughs> I think Chris is definitely muted. Oh, my bad. No, no, I, I haven't. Uh, I haven't seen anything different from from Jonas. In all honesty, it's really more so of how he's being featured um, in certain matchups and the consistency involving it, like. You knew coming into this game that Washington really didn't have a true physical physical presence that was going to uh, be at center. Even even with Chris Stapps being seven feet, he's not a physical he's not a physical guy, um, and he's not going to guard uh, a brute center in the post. And it was easily the the matchup, the advantage that jumped right off the page for when you play Washington was it would have been Jonas. So it wasn't like they just went to Jonas a couple times, three times. They went. They ran their entire offense through him for stretches of that game. And what does that happen? And we're like, what happens after that? Well, it gets it gets his energy going. It gets his motor going. I haven't seen Jonas dunk the ball. This t- tonight might have been the most dunks I, in a game I've seen from Jonas. I saw running dunks. I saw post dunk. I saw a putback dunk. You know, he was he looked he looked more energized on defense. You know, I mean that that's what happens when you cater a game plan around him. He's able to take able to take advantage in certain matchups. And he has a few of those teams. I mean, we've seen him with Chicago and San Antonio and stretches. He'll see a few. I'm just happy to see the team, not just the coaching staff, but the players continually go through him no matter who came in. And it worked out. And he had a really good game again. Yeah, uh, Chaz, you, I, I, I thought it was an interesting um, trade target from five because i want to hear your thoughts on Chaz, and then we'll go to ross but kyle kuzman tonight showed me something i I, listen i asked chris before he came on he fouls out larry nance waves goodbye to him then he just goes straight into the tunnel um yeah that's not a guy that i want on my team Uh, i was 
I know he has a little um, some antics with him, but that that was kind of a head scratcher tonight. I didn't, that was I, didn't weird. Really, I didn't really have a problem with it. I mean, you didn't have a problem with him walking off the floor after you get fouled out? No, because I saw a guy quit on the coach in game five of the season last year, and he played <laughs> like seventy-seven more games, and he was still on the roster. You know, I just I don't I don't want to start. You know, <laughs> I don't want to start <laughs> drawing lines here. So I'm not gonna stand for that. <laughs> People quitting on the coach. But um, but uh, that being said, I, I don't really think Kyle Kuzma is a – I don't think he's a, a actual target because he is an upcoming free agent. I think he would fight tooth and nail not to come to this market. Definitely doesn't want to play next to Brandon Ingram. I'm not sure what <laughs> what their rivalry is. I, I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a very strange rivalry going on with those two guys. Um, but I do think Kyle Kuzma is a talented player. I thought tonight – I thought the defense tonight really set the tone for the offense. I made a point of this on the playback. In the first half, you drew three um, offensive fouls, three, three charges in the first half alone. I think CJ, I thought CJ plays great defense tonight. I thought Jonas played really solid defense tonight. Um, I thought Trey showed, you know, he played a little defense tonight, did what he could tonight. I just thought it was just a really, really good team effort defensively. Frustrated Kyle Kuzma. Um, he had some big shots. They hit, they hit some threes, but they're not a very physical team. Look, let's let's not make a mistake about it. The Wizards suck. Like the they Wizards do. suck. They, like they and they're not a physical team. So as soon as you punch back, it's it's over for them. They 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 just can't wait to leave. Um, so, just just saw this stat, Ross. Points in the paint, seventy four to forty six tonight, Pelicans. Seventy four to forty six. It felt like that too, though. Oh like it, it was, and that's yeah, without it, Zion Williamson. I mean, yeah, it, it felt like I had 100 points in the paint tonight. Zion played. Yeah, we, we've talked about this a lot. <clears throat> when you think about high scoring teams, a lot of times you think about the three point shooting teams, and the Pelicans have proven, I think, this year, even when Zion hasn't been in, that they can really bludgeon you in the paint. Um, be that whether Jonas is doing or CJ getting into the paint or, or what have you. Um, so, not a huge surprise there. I mean, that, Chris said it best. That, that was the mismatch. You look on paper before the game. And even though they start two seven footers, that's how you're going to beat them. Yeah, I mean, I, I think even Joel Myers made fun of Chris Tapps for Zingas tonight on the on the. On the Joel was on fire tonight. Joel was on fire tonight. Joel was on fire tonight. He said some stuff about Chris Tapps. It's like, Yeesh, that was uh, that was interesting. But uh, presented by Company Burger, located 4600 for Red Street. All right, Chris. So um, you were on, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let Chris and go, and then Ross go because y'all were on the stream last night of the podcast, but. Um, we want to talk about trade targets, and I think y'all two also had some interesting trade targets. And I think this is a good time for y'all to talk about that. Um, you know why? Why would you want to? Uh, you know, you said that you uh, you want Doug McDermott, and I didn't think about him at first. But the, you know, that's a really good trade target, to, especially a guy that's gettable on a, on a really bad basketball team. Um, talk a little bit about why you would want to see Doug McDermott on this team. Well, because I'm tired of seeing Duncan Robinson tweets every every day. <laughs> if you want Duncan Robinson, there's there's diet Duncan Robinson there for you. I mean, I mean like I I like I like a, I would like some to add someone on this team that um, has pretty much been the same person every place that they've been. Uh, they are understanding of their role, and it doesn't matter who's around them; their role isn't going to be changed. And while doing that, you add someone who can shoot the basketball, um, who's an off-ball presence. It just, 
you know, it, it's it, it's guys like him who run around and do so much off ball. They help you. Um, of course, they help you offensively in the type of looks that you can draw up. Um, but they also help you defensively, depending on who's stationed, who has to deal with that with that action for the 15 or 20 minutes a game that they're in there. Um, I mean, I don't have a problem with a lot of the other players that were really named in all in all honesty. I just I'm thinking for I don't. I don't see the team making a trade for for a big name. I, I I just can't foresee it. If they if that was a true option, they were there are a lot of individuals that I'd be interested in. But Doug's Doug's not gonna cost you a whole bunch. Um, you know, he's not gonna shake, he's not gonna shake up what you think you have, what you're trying to do. And I think he's gonna make life easier for a lot of individuals when he's in the game. And he adds more of what this team I think needs, uh, reliable and respectable shooting. We had a clip. Um, I asked Lito last night, and uh, Lito said, F them picks, because you talk about you don't think this team is going to do a major move. Well, Ross, your trade target is a home run move. Did that make sense? I'm a home run, whatever. Um, SGA from the Thunder. Yeah, I mean, I, I, look, I, part of me agrees with Chris, right? I mean, I, that was a hypothetical um, that if we were just laying all the cards out, that's the guy that I would lay all the cards out for. Um, I think he fits long-term. Like you can make the, con- like he's not, the contract isn't that bad. Um, and as I look again, not just to this year, but to next year and the year after and who's on the books and who's not on the books. And how do you lock in something that is, uh, that fits with what you currently have and that complements the other players. Um, and that, you know, is in that same age range, like, I mean, I think about a guy like that, and 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 I look at look. I like these players, but as I look at some of how our role players have played this year, you know, like I'm I'm not you know, if I'm taking a home run swing, like those guys are on the ball, those guys are on the table for me. I mean, it doesn't mean I don't like them. Like I think Herb Jones is a is a very good defender. I like Trey Murphy a lot. I think he's gotten better this year. A lot of people don't think he has. I I personally like think Trey has improved. Um, I love what Jose brings. Like, that's great. Like, the picks are cool. But we're, we said this a few weeks ago. Like, we're, we're not scratching to make the playoffs anymore. Like, it's time to start looking at what the end goal is. And if I want the end goal, what well, what do we need? Like, another shot creator wouldn't be the worst thing on earth. Like, an elite wing defender that, you know, can kind of do some things there. Like, I mean, like I said, I don't think it's probably realistic. I, I agree with Chris for, to a certain extent that, you know, we're not shaking up. We're not shaking up the bag like that during the season this year, you know, in the off season, who knows? Um, so it was kind of, it was kind of a, a silly hypothetical to a certain extent, but I, I, you know, if I'm thinking about guys I'd shake it up for, he certainly comes very close to the top of the list. If not the top. Chaz, you had a, you had a trade uh, machine. <laughs> you're pulling out your chat. Cha- Chaz, you had a, um, an interesting post today. I want you to talk about that. Uh, the trade machine. You know, it's funny. I agree with Ross and I I disagree with Ross to a point because I think we are kind of scratching to make the playoffs to a degree because we still don't know the extent of these injuries. That's that's what I mean by that. Because I saw Zion working out, you know, sitting down today with his trainer, looks good, doing his thing. I don't know what's going on with Brandon. And I just, I would hate to see us like, 
slip to like the seventh seed, eight seed playing team because it's a real possibility. You know, things could happen right now. CJ is kind of like carrying. He had a, a post game quote to say he took he took that uh that Dallas game off. Interesting night to take off, but took the Dallas game off and um he was like you know because I felt tired and I didn't want to risk getting injured. See Larry Nance kind of you know had a good game tonight, but you know JV you know it's just it's a lot of things. Guys are being taxed physically. And with our main guys being out, I don't know how long we can stay afloat. But um, with that trade, I, I say that for a couple of reasons. Firstly, the Lakers, Anthony Davis could be coming back any week now. It's, it's kind of unpredictable, the value of that pick. And with Brandon and, and uh, Zion being injured, you're, you're kind of losing trade leverage because it's easy to approach a team and like, hey, we don't necessarily need what you have to offer, but – you know, here's our offer for it. But if those guys are out for even more of an extended period of time, you're kind of approaching the team saying, like a team is looking at you now saying, well, heck, before you were trying to make a finals push. Now you're trying to, you might be even trying to make a playoff push with a trade acquisition or even a second round push with a trade acquisition. So they're going to they gonna tax you. You know what I'm saying? They're going to tax you. I think you just go for it, man. I, I think you go for it. Can and, you for 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 the people watching? Can you uh, give us the trade that you? you oh, you want me to say the names? Okay. Uh, well, I think I know the top of my head. I think it was Dyson, Jax, JV, Devontae, and five first round picks. And who was it for? Shea Gilders Alexander and uh, the center is it Mike? Mascot, yeah, yeah. Two year contract. Shea's locked in for the foreseeable future. Um, yeah. It's a, listen it, to Ross and Chad's point. It's a home run swing. Um, but I want to get Lito, and then we'll close it up with Chris. Uh, Lito, because Brandon Ingram, this is his twenty six game miss this year. I think either twenty six or twenty seven game. Um, the the foot the the, the injury is interesting. It's a it's a toe contusion, right? Uh, I've seen him personally work out. We we've seen him personally work out uh, before games. We've seen him at practice. But but Coach Green came out today and said he still hasn't gotten a full practice in. Um. What's going on? Or what do you? Yeah, I'm waiting on somebody I, to tell me. I, I know, you know, foot and toes and knees <laughs> like, and you know, I, Achilles. I, I, you don't want to play with that. But hey, man, look, I, f- I feel all that. Like, and, and I think what we said last night was clarification will, will help us a lot in this situation because we're just left to our devices to assume whatever is going on, and you know, we don't know if if it's been 20 games and that's however many weeks, and he hasn't been through a full practice, like. There, there seems to be an, a bigger issue than what is being let on. Um, and again, maybe I'm wrong, but hey, nobody's told me different, right? So I can, I can run with whatever I have. Um, I mean, I think this is like kind of like it's, it's not in the same vein, of course, because Zion's injury was a lot more serious last year. But it's just kind of like, hey, tell us something. Chris, are you are you officially uh, worried about Brandon's injury? I, I, I'm indifferent because uh, I think um, I think I've I've got a chance I've gotten a chance to see this team play so many games with so many different lineup combinations. No injury really rattles me anymore. I was like, all right, he's out for a month. All right, here we go. He's out for two weeks. Okay, fine. All right, because uh, again, I mean, even today you lose Herb and in, in you know who was. Having a good start to the game, right? 
he gets hurt. He's probably going to be out a week. This is just what this team is. So would I like to have Brandon Ingram back? Sure. But am I going to give myself an extended headache trying to figure out exactly what's going on? And if, and, and if he actually has a broken toe or figuring out I, I'm done. That first week, like, you know, when we did that podcast and I said, we was like, right, he'll be back in January. <laughs> I was, I felt that, but I, I hope that wasn't the case. You know, now who to say he won't be back until February? I don't know. I don't know. I hope he gets back soon. Um, whoever the hell suits up, suits up, and we'll figure it out, man. That's Chris, where I'm at. Chris, can I ask you this? Mm. If you're not, if fair enough, you know, on the on the Ingram side of it, yeah. but do you think there's a bigger concern um, that that worries you? And I, I'm just spitballing, but the fact that it there's a little bit of like an every year tone to this, like whether it's minor things and. I, and I, Look, every team deals with injuries. Um, that that's not an earth-shattering statement, but it feels like we deal with a lot. Um, and it, it, do you think that's there's a bigger something bigger going on there? With you know, I, I mean, look, I'm not a doctor or a trainer or anything, but I don't know. It just seems like there's been a lot this year. And I mean, if you go obviously you go back in the team's past, you know, but even with this training, you know, they brought this group in. I felt like to alleviate a lot of this. And I just don't, I don't feel like a lot has changed and it looks, some of it may just be luck. And if, if it's just like, hey, yeah. you got bad luck, it is what it is. But I just wanted to get you. Yeah. Because I, I, Ross, I don't know how much is, are these, are these injuries, whether it be from prevention to recovery is on the, is on the staff and how much is, how much of that is on the player. How much is that on, you know, a player or his team saying, all right, he's not ready to go yet? Or is, is it is it the is it the medical staff saying, no, being more precautious? Uh, I I don't have that answer to really know how worried I should be. All I know is it's unfortunate. And like Lito say, it's confusing because um, it's been a long it's been a long period of confusion about this injury. And here's the thing. Brandon, Brandon being out this long and Zion having his injury, it doesn't kill you in the short term in regards to this season. But the longer you go without having a chance to play these two guys together, you lock yourself out of adding the right talent to the team because you that fits around them due to being not not having enough time before the trade deadline, even if you get there. And then if you don't get these two, you know, these two guys together in time for longer periods, of, you know, alone, you're, you're not going to beat a good team in the playoffs. People talk about getting out the first round. You're not getting out of the first round. To me, to me, if you don't get a substantial amount, of, even a decent amount of games with Brandon, Zion, and CJ together, that's what's interesting to me because this thing is open. It's up for grabs. What's what's a decent amount of games to y'all? Like, what do Brandon and Zion? How many games? I know it's a impo- like kind of a hard question to answer, but they've only played I think ninety something games together, Brandon and Zion together. But Brandon, Zion, and CJ have only played ten games together. So, I mean, Lido tries like how many how many games do you need to figure something out? You need a lot more than ten, buddy. I, I would say at least forty. I had predicted that they would play fifty, but I would say you need at least at least forty games. That's crazy. You know what I say? I think I say it's sixty-five each, about fifty games as a tandem. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know that you need that many. I don't know that you need. In my personal opinion, I don't know that you need that those guys need that many together. But it's more of 
for me the time frame like you need a good month together like whatever however many games that is of like learning how someone because it's not just like you're not just learning what somebody does well on the court you're like learning their their mannerisms you're learning how they play defense you're learning what they look like when they're tired and it's not like you're not just learning oh i need to get brandon the ball in this spot there's like a whole sequence of playing with someone that's more than that but ross it, it it's not at least for me it's i'm not worried about them it's knowing what exactly goes around them right like having a great run right mm-hmm. now but what happens if he doesn't fit with those three together what if oh, i totally agree you know what I'm saying? You know, oh, 100%, 100%. 100%. Like, I think you get a better chance of seeing a better Trey Murphy with those three and the system that they get than the guy you see currently. You know, like, I have those kind of questions, which makes even talking about trade talk is difficult unless you're talking about the cream of the crop because, you know, those dudes, they're going to fit in and find their way regardless. The, the biggest concern for me um, is is closing minutes and, and crunch time minutes and, and who gets the ball and where they like it, you know, what spot on the floor and so on and so forth. And who goes with those three, who goes with those three on, uh, you know, in the, in the closing minutes, you still don't really know Chaz. I mean, I don't, I don't even know if they've played a tight game. I mean, I guess. Well, sh- yeah, they, they have, they, um, they had, have they played a close. I'm trying yeah, to they, think. They, they had a couple well, of games together. Brooklyn well, was the fact, that you just, the fact that you just had to think about it is like yeah, proof Bulls, of the point though, right? Like, Bulls right. game, Atlanta game, Charlotte but they, game. Those were clutch, but I think Bulls Charlotte games, was a clutch minutes game, but yeah. Yeah. Close, like, close out, yeah. Yeah, I, I'll just say this. I, I think, and I, I got a show coming out about this. I think you got to look. I said this last year as it pertains to Zion. You got to. I think you have to build a separate team. You have to build this team as if you might never see those guys together. You got to have a team that's with when everyone's healthy. A team when one of them's healthy, and another team when another when another one isn't healthy. That's the only way to survive this. And I totally agree with Lito. Picks last time. I can't think of the last time picks won anything. They haven't. Uh, players win your championships. So, uh, Ross, Chris, Chaz, Lito, Pelicans win 132 112. Uh, we will be back Wednesday night against the Celtics and then Friday against the Pistons, presented by DraftKings. Lito, did you want to say something? One thing. Yo, yes. shout out to De'Aaron Seabron for getting his first NBA bucket. Was that his first? Yeah, it was his first bucket. What that was is his that? first bucket. Oh, congratulations to him. Congratulations, congratulations. sir. That's 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 good stuff there. Um, before we go, make sure you like, comment, subscribe. Love to hear your thoughts on the Pelicans' twenty-point win over the Wizards. Uh, you can follow us on all social media. Pro Pels Talk. I'm Patient Bull. Chad Chaz, Booker Ross. Lito's actually suspended. Um, <laughs> it's Father Lito, um, and Lito is expecting here very soon. Yeah. We're all very excited here. Yeah. So. Uh, once again, presented by Comfortberry, located at 4600 for Red Street. We will see y'all later.